Today on CityCast Philly. Words mean everything. They say so much, right? Well, so do the colors chosen for political campaigns. I'm chatting with a local curator who documents Philly's public art about what we can learn about the city's mayoral candidates through their campaign logos and websites. It's Tuesday, December 6, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Conrad Benner, you're the founder of Streets Department, a blog and podcast that highlights issues and Philly's public art. One of your latest posts, and I thought this was such an interesting take to view politics through the lens of public art, or maybe in this case, digital art. And so you analyze the websites and logos of some of the people that are going to run for the city's top job. How did you come up with this idea? Yeah, this was really fun. You know, in addition to the work we do as Streets Department, which which explores public art and public space, I've also been really involved in voter outreach. Since about 2014, I've consistently worked on or created projects to excite the electorate. Politics can be really heavy sometimes, right? I mean, we're talking about really serious issues and possible solutions to really serious and often systemic problems. But the doom and gloom and the heaviness will attract some number of voters. But a lot of people just need a little bit of sugar with their with their medicine, you know? Um, so we're so early in this mayoral campaign. And I got a tweet, yeah. you know, the other night when Helen Gim announced that she was running and she joined a long list of folks who were running. I got a tweet from one woman named Sarah Schultz. She said, hey, why don't you look at all their logos? Because I said that Helen, Helen Gim's logo looked really cool. She said, what if you rated all the logos? And I thought that's a perfect activity this early right. in the campaign season when... We just need to have a little fun, you know, get people interested. And you can do something like that to teach people. I was at dinner with some some friends and they were like, we didn't even know half the people running until you did that tweet thread. And it's like one way to learn about some of the people we're running too. So, you know, it's fun to look at their their artwork. Um, And it's so early in the campaign where we're not into the issues quite yet that um, just kind of getting the awareness out there that these are the folks running. Okay, so let's break some of this down. Tell us what you saw on former council member Alan Dom's website. Yeah, this is a bit of a shocker because when you're running for mayor, you would hope that at the very least your website would be tight. It's, you know, you don't have a lot of control in campaigns, but you have control over your own website. And it was so disappointing. There were links that didn't work, links that would lead back to a password protected kind of like testing page, which I found really surprising. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a lot of imagery of Philadelphia, seemingly none, just two stock photos that seemed like their team purchased offline and then like a low res logo. So... You know, I think he's got some work to do there with that website and campaign logo stuff going on. Um, he's also using this color in his logo, this color orange that kept coming back and back with some of these with some of these candidates. Well, we at CityCast Philly love orange. <laughs> That's our logo. <laughs> color. <laughs> um, but Conrad, I mean, I would imagine, though, that some commonly used political colors would be red, white and blue. Right. The traditional mm-hmm. American politics colors. That was also the color scheme, though, for former municipal judge James DeLeon. It's like pretty much a generic thing. There's a American flag in the background on his website. Would you recommend political candidates 
use those traditional colors? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to stand out, right? So like, I think it's that line you got to find for yourself in your campaign. Like, how can you wink at, you know, I think people want change, but they also want some stability. And um, so yeah, so I think like a, a good campaign logo, a good campaign website is going to do all of that. Reflect sort of energy, maybe point to, you know, that you'll be a different kind of candidate, but then wink at, you know, the fact that you will be a, a figure that's connected to the American political environment um, and not this maybe wild outlier. So I get the use of like the American flag colors, the blue, the red, white, and blue. I get that. Um, but then again, you saw, I mean, we're right off the heels of the 2022 election. So that's fresh in my mind. But you you see campaign logos like the Fetterman campaign where it was just black and white. But that was really interesting. I mean, one of the jokes, um, one of the kind of the funny observations about the Fetterman campaign is that Fetterman kind of looked like a WWE wrestler. <laughs> and I think his campaign logo kind of fit into that because when you look at it, you're like, that almost looks like a WWE wrestler's like logo, you know? Um, so I think you got to have a little personality. I don't think you have to lean in necessarily to the tropes of the red, white, and blue. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, you know what it is? There's no secret sauce. It is, it is what it is. And maybe it's different for the federal level versus the local level. Um, it's interesting. You also point out that former council member Sherelle Parker also used orange on her site. Um, but what she used also was the logo of the Liberty Bell. Yay or nay? Okay, here we go. We got to it. We, we wound up there. Um, <laughs> the, the orange is so interesting. I really don't get the orange. I went to the city's website. Well, first of all, I googled what are the official colors of Philadelphia? Because I really thought it was yellow and blue. I kind of remember that from elementary school. Um, okay. And it turns out I don't, as far as I can tell, we don't have like official colors, but the colors of our flag are yellow and blue. Okay, so you're expected to see maybe a lot of yellow and blue in some of these campaign logos. The orange throws me for a loop. I don't know where that's coming from. I'm potentially it's trying to connect people subliminally to the flyers and maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> seek a gritty endorsement. I mean, that would go a long way. <laughs> it would go a really long way too when municipal elections get so such low voter turnout and with the number of people running for city council or for mayor, you probably won't have to get that many votes to win. Um, but yeah, Sherelle used the Liberty Bell. And you know, you're, you're bound to see it. Um, you know, they're all... Over the years, there been a lot of talk about, like, should we update our flag? You know, Chicago has this very iconic city flag that lots of people use, and it kind of unifies the city, and it's modern. And our flag is very old, and if you showed probably 99% of Philadelphians our flag, they wouldn't even know what it was. Right. Um, and in all those talks about updating the flag, usually the Liberty Bell is involved in that conversation, maybe just a big Liberty <laughs> Bell in the center. So the Liberty Bell seems to be this thing that we keep coming back to. So you're bound to see it, but... Is not my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, grocer Jeff Brown also used a Liberty Bell on his logo and website. Tell me what your thoughts are about that one. So this is where it gets really interesting. So the orange is still there. Don't know where the, the some consensus around the orange. Three of the of the candidates now use orange. Now he used Sherelle had the Liberty Bell small above her name. You could miss it if you really didn't look for it. Um, the the focus was her name. On Jeff's, the Liberty Bell's gigantic. It's almost bigger than his name. Um, and it's to the left. So I don't know what that is meant to signify. He's the grocery store guy. So it almost, you know, he could have had fun with it. And it could have just been like a cheesesteak, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that could have been fun. But my impression of his logo, it almost gives off this like, is he a lawyer? 
That's what people were tweeting. So when I tweeted it, I was, yeah, again, disappointed by the orange, the big Liberty Bell. And people were like, that truly looks like, it's got like the sans serif font. It really looks like a lawyer's thing. Um, which is funny. I mean, maybe he's pointing to his, you know, the fact that he is sort of a millionaire businessman acumen. Maybe he's, it's meant to imbue that, but it really does look like a lawyer thing. The thing that really also disappointed me is that there's a, a skyline behind him that is the old skyline. It's a skyline from like the early 2010s. It doesn't have mm. our our newest, biggest building, you know, our, the Comcast Technology Tower. So it seems like an easy mistake, you know, if you're going to run for mayor in 2023, maybe have an image of the current skyline. I don't know right, why you right. can't get that, but... <laughs> Okay, let's look at Helen Gim's website. Your assessment was that this was a 10 out of 10. Why is that? You know, that was my assessment. And look, this is all for fun and games. We're so early in the campaign. I'm just trying to have fun with this. But there's just a vibe to it. Now, the thing that first stuck out to me was the boldness of the shadow. It's a big, gigantic shadow. But it makes the name Helen Gim stand out in a bold way. Also, I feel like the shadow imbues or it makes it feel like something's moving or there's or there's action being taking place or it's almost like a, a screen cap on a train you know um there's no liberty bell <laughs> there's no liberty <laughs> bell there's no orange i found that really nice and helen is doing the blue i mean blue if you go to our city's website blue is the first color they mention is our iconic color so she is winking at that philadelphia history which we're bound to see um but i just like the boldness and and activity of the Helen Gim uh, campaign sign. And then you go to her website and there's no stock photos, which is great. There's photos of her actual work around the city, a lot of the organizing work she did. So it's a really good website too. Conrad, you also gave high ratings to former city controller Rebecca Reinhardt. Why is that? Yeah, I found, so this, this is like, if you're gonna run for mayor, this would be like the classic sort of structure we're looking at before. You mentioned like the red, white, and blue. Maybe that would be for like a federal election or if you're running for president. Right. But when I first saw her campaign sign, I thought, oh, that this looks exactly like I would imagine someone running for mayor. It has that box, it has the Liberty Bell, but it uses yeah. the, the colors of the city flag, blue and yellow. I mean, you can't be more nail on the head than that. And now she is using a more updated version of the skyline in her campaign logo. The Comcast Technology Tower is still being built in it. I thought that was like a subliminal message that the future is still ahead. We're building something, you know, having construction Mm -hmm. in your logo might be the subliminal thing that will build something together. So I thought that was clever. So the Liberty Bell, I took away points for that, but then I put points back for this maybe subliminal thing about we're building the future together. I thought that was fun. Now, former council member Derek Green took a completely different approach. Tell me what you saw on his site. First of all, when I went to it, I was just like, it's so different than all the others. You have to give so many points to that. I gave him a 9 out of 10 for those paying attention. Um, It's really fun. So his name is Derek Green. So far, he's the first of the mayoral candidates to just use his first name in the logo, which is bold. You know, we saw that with Hillary and Bernie. It's a pretty bold move to do. Um, but his last name is green. So his marketing color, the logo color is green. So it's a green dot with Derek for mayor on top in this kind of like modern font. Uh, mayor is bold. Um, and the dot is green. I think it's just really sharp, really simple, really different than anything else that's out there. Um, so I had to give him credit for that. Conrad, you also had a high assessment for former council member Maria Quinones Sanchez. What was on her site? 
This was the one. Well, look, I'm tweeting this at like 10 p.m. Someone <laughs> tweeted me at nine after the campaign thing, and I'm I'm a little tired at this point. But um, you know, when I saw Maria's logo, it in- immediately inspired joy. The logo says Maria with an exclamation point, Maria for mayor. There's a couple different versions of it, and then one with her full name. Um, but the use of the exclamation point is really fun. It in- again inspires joy. And like I was saying with the Fetterman campaign, you know, obviously we're electing these folks to do really serious things and to address some of the real serious issues, um, systemic and otherwise in our city. But, you know, you have to inspire the electorate. You know, in the municipal elections, voter turnout drops to dismal numbers. I think we need campaigns that hopefully answer some of our questions that we'll need a mayor to answer, but also just inspire us and, and have a little fun with us along the way. And Maria's logo certainly does that. Also, no no Liberty Bell and no orange. <laughs> what can we learn from these candidates' artistic choices on their websites? Like, what does that tell us about them? I love that question. Yeah, this is a really... I honestly didn't think about it until um, I started building this thread. But you really can learn a lot about not only the candidate, but their organization, right? A mayor is one singular person. We need a mayor who's going to have a brilliant team around them to, again, answer all these questions and do the work that we need them to do. And you can really start to judge some of these folks by what their websites and social media looks like, right? This is their first, maybe not their first, a lot of them come from government or running their own businesses or wherever. Um, But as they start to run their campaign, you can judge how they're running the campaign and maybe apply some knowledge there to what their future administration would look like. So if their website, you know, is not using stock photos, is actually using photos from them around the city, maybe it means they're more connected. If their website works, (laughs) you know, that's another thing. If their website's simple, if their website is offering some information about who they are and what their goals would be as mayor, and just all these sort of like tidy things. And what, you know, I would encourage everyone, especially if you have some time and you've been interested in this thread or this conversation, like go to all their websites, go to their Twitter accounts, go look at their logos, and you'll see who sort of rises above. Conrad Benner, founder of Streets Department, thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. There's so much to talk about. I can't wait to come back sometime. Yes. Make sure to check out the Streets Department's 2023 magazine released next month. And you can follow Conrad on a Holiday Lights walking tour on December 17th. We'll have links in our show notes. Also, after we recorded this interview, Reverend Warren Bloom Sr. announced he wanted to run for mayor. And here's what else Philly's talking about. The federal government asked for a two-month extension to respond to a lawsuit filed by Safehouse, a nonprofit seeking to open a supervised injection site in Philadelphia. According to the Inquirer, this comes as another delay in a years-long battle to open what would be the nation's second site. Philly is one of the city's hardest hit by the overdose crisis across the country. Since last year, government lawyers and safe house have been negotiating legal questions regarding opening a site. Also, two waterways in the Philly area have been nominated for the annual Pennsylvania River of the Year contest. According to the Inquirer, Schuylkill River and Perkyoman Creek are competing for the 2023 title. The winner will receive a $10,000 grant for their sponsor organization, 
a commemorative poster, and help organizing events to celebrate the river. You can vote for PA's River of the Year at pawatersheds.org until January 18th. And finally, Philly's own R&B singer Jill Scott announced that she is resuming her Who is Scott Words and Sounds Volume 1 tour in 2023. According to the Tribune, the tour was originally slated for 2020 to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the album, but it was put on pause due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Scott's Philadelphia stops are on March 16th and 18th at the Met. I love this album. It got me through college. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Share today's episode with someone you know who loves public art and politics. Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Uh, Here we go.